0: Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires
1: downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. This is Optimal Finance Daily, episode 334, Mr. Money Mustache versus Tim Ferriss, part one by Mr. Money Mustache of Mister mrmoneymustache.com. And I am Dan, your host and narrator, bringing you some of the best blogs on personal finance And really quick, today's post is a bit on the long side, so I'm breaking it up into two episodes for you. I'll have the first half today and the rest for your Friday. So let's get right to part one and start optimizing your life. Mr. Money Mustache versus Tim Ferriss, part one by Mr. Money Mustache of mrmoneymustache.com. Who is this Tim Ferriss guy? If you find yourself asking that question, then congratulations, you get five extra mustache points for not tuning into U.S. mainstream media for the last several years. In fact, I myself was blissfully unaware of his existence until I started this blog last year and noticed everyone either worshipping or criticizing him. He's an interesting man indeed, because despite being a bit younger than me, he has already started a few cash-spraying companies, popularized the lifestyle design movement, published two best-selling self-help books, and met many of the world's famous people, not to mention winning various competitions in unusual disciplines like tango and Chinese kickboxing. Compounding the celebrity intrigue, Tim Ferriss is apparently friends with another one of my much more famous frugality arch rivals, Ramit Sethi. Because of all this success, he has spawned competing armies of copycat followers and sarcastic mockers. The 20-something followers start their own lifestyle design blogs and tell the world to be awesome, live life your own way instead of taking it from the man. And the slightly older mockers point out the flaws in the philosophy and complain about the annoying self-entitled confidence of both Tim and his followers. I've watched both sides of this argument with a slight nervousness. Without even knowing the field existed, I may have accidentally started a lifestyle design blog myself. In fact, I once saw a Twitter comment that a stranger posted linking to one of my articles that said something like, awesome stuff, Tim Ferriss and this guy should have a baby together. But which side of the argument is right? Is the concept of the four hour workweek compatible with mustachianism? To find out, I took time out of my busy schedule to carefully read Tim's seminal work, The Four Hour Workweek. In a word, I described the book as surprising. I have never read a book with so many unusual and counterintuitive ideas presented with such confidence. I mean, I thought I was slightly odd for describing the fact that over 50% of the rich world's consumption and work is irrational, stupid, and should be stopped immediately so we can all start having some real fun with our lives. But in many ways, this book outstranges me, and many of those ways are quite good. Let's start with the basics. Tim went to a good university and got a good job after graduation, but he's a hacker, so he wasn't satisfied with the ratio of reward to effort. He started his own company on the side, selling sports nutrition supplements, which did well, but he found it was sucking up growing amounts of his time each week. At 80 hours, he snapped and decided something had to change. Then he figured out how to empower other people to run the business for him and get the whole thing to go mostly on autopilot. At this point, he found he was making something like $40,000 per month, yet only working four hours per week. Hence, the idea of the four-hour work week was born. Using his newfound freedom, he toured the world and learned lots of interesting new skills. And eventually, he wrote the book itself using some very clever tricks to go from novice author to number one New York Times bestseller in just a few months. That's a drastically different and more exciting path than my own, yet we both ended up financially free at about the same age. There's an obvious difference in that his financial freedom is based on a very high level of income and spending, while mine is way down near the US average. But the interesting part is that we both realized the same things once this freedom was reached. Life is not so much about money or possessions. It's about freedom of time and mobility to go wherever you like. And it's not about not working. It's more about not being tied down to any particular job. There are several more concepts and quotes I liked in this book. Quote, most people work decades in a job they hate with the vague promise of retirement as their motivation. How would your choice of work-life balance change if retirement was not an option? End quote. Most people focus on being busy rather than being productive at work. By walling yourself off from distractions, meetings, and even spurious emails at your office job, you can usually double your hourly productivity. Then leverage this into a work-from-home arrangement where you continue to do the same job in only half the hours. To someone who becomes good at making deals with other people, reality is negotiable. Cancel your TV, your magazines, your casual web surfing, and your newspaper subscriptions. Put yourself on a low-information diet where you only take in things that are relevant to your goals. The old way of work, fixed hours and workdays in a fixed location, does not work well with a natural human cycle. We have waves of creative energy and inspiration interrupted by periods of downtime. Setting ridiculous goals and disregarding common objections to them often works surprisingly well. Getting in touch with company CEOs or other famous people and asking them to help you, getting a job near the top of a company, or creating massive publicity for your own products. All of these things are easier and less competitive than expected because most people are afraid to even try them. Expand your comfort sphere by doing uncomfortable things. Getting phone numbers from attractive strangers. Negotiating for prices everywhere you go. Asking your boss for a raise. Lying down on your back in the middle of a crowded pub. To be continued. You just listened to part one of the post titled Mr. Money Mustache versus Tim Ferriss by Mr. Money Mustache of MrMoneyMustache.com.
0: Looking to part ways with complicated, expensive, and uncertain shipping?
1: And that's it for this Thursday edition of Optimal Finance Daily. Have a great rest of your day and I will see you in the Friday show tomorrow with the rest of this post. That's where your optimal life awaits.